Good morning. Slide in there, Michael. Today is Thursday, November the 9th. Yep. In the year of our Lord, 20 and 23. Yep. And this is Daybreak Live with the next thing. Yep. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. What you got to say for yourself? 
Not any of you. Water. Michael, it's so good to have you here this morning, everybody. What do you think? Ain't good to see Michael? Or hear Michael? Good to, hear good to have seen. Morning, Frank, Diana, Charles. Morning, Meg. Morning. Good morning. Said morning. Yes. Good morning, Grandpa. You weren't you weren't here yesterday. I'm like, why did you give a special morning? Yeah, because he wasn't. I, she wasn't here. I, me. I was. I'm here. sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you're going. Hello. We're here. Hello. It was just a joke. See, see, Charles. See how it is, Charles. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Laura says. Morning, Michael. Great way to start the morning. Hey, thank you. Good morning, Rhonda. Good to see you here. Hallelujah. Hi, Misty. Yeah, glad to have Michael with the gang. Yes, yes, yes. It is good to have Michael with the gang. All right. Let's see. Yes, Megan, too. I agree, Misty. All right, let's dive in. We are in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23. In case y'all haven't noticed, and I know you've noticed... Because we've been going through Proverbs for quite a while now. But uh, now that we, you know, got to chapter 23, things have really sped up because you got two, three Proverbs that are all joined together. So it's caused us to be able to really move, and which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Hallelujah. So let's jump over here. Let me get over here to captions. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Larry Neal. All right. I love all you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Now, I'm going to jump over here. Once I get to where I put scriptures up, I can't see your comments anymore. But thank you so much for being here. So we're in Proverbs chapter 23, and we're starting with verse 26 this morning. 26 this morning. And 26 through 28 really is talking about being given to the immoral woman. Let's read it. Here's what it says. Lord, be with us as we read your word. Help us, God, to re receive something from you. Strengthen us, teach us, lead us in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Yeshua. Amen. So he says, my son, give me your heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. Okay, so we'll take that line by line. Give me your heart. I mean, wisdom and truth and instruction doesn't do us any good if it doesn't sink down into our hearts, the, the very center of our being, who we are, okay? It's got to sink down. It's got to be there. And he says, let your eyes observe my ways. Now, it says a harlot, is, a harlot is a deep pit. Now, in Scripture, a harlot can be traditionally what we think of as a harlot, like a, a prostitute, a one who exchanges sexual favors for money. But also, a harlot is alluded to in Scripture as just an unfaithful woman as well. Or So you could throw, uh, the seductress could be part of this. As well, what I'm saying is, it, the Bible could consider someone a harlot even if there wasn't necessarily money involved. Is what I'm trying to say. But what does it mean when it says there's a deep pit? Well, hunting in those days, uh, one of the ways you would hunt 
probably, I'm sure they do this still in many parts of the world, uh, but we don't do it much here. I mean, I grew up hunting with guns, rifles. But the way you would hunt is you would dig a deep pit and then you would cover it up to where you can't see that the pit is there. And the animal would walk over the pit and drop in it. It would fall in the pit. Well, that is the mental picture that the proverb is giving you. It says the harlot is a pit. In other words, she's a trap. She's a trap. Uh, so that's what that means. The harlot is a deep pit uh, that is going to entrap you and you're not going to be able to get out, he's saying. And this says, and a seductress, a narrow well. Well, we saw earlier in Proverbs, at least I might could find it and type it in, it talks about the wife being a, you know, uh, drink from your own sister. And the, the, your wife is, is in Scripture, the good well, the plentiful well, the good well, and the seductress is a narrow well. That is, she's shallow. It's a shallow well. It doesn't uh, uh, doesn't satisfy. Doesn't uh, give really what is needed, right? And uh, it's it's very shallow well. That's what the seductress is. Now the verse twenty eight says, well, the last part of it, she lies and wait as for a victim. Uh, we have talked about many times here on this Bible study how weak, how literally weak men are, right? What's Getting up? from your own sister in his Proverbs 5, like 15 through 22. Yeah. And I just looked, I just thought I would Google it because I was interested. <clears throat> the lewd woman or immoral woman, adulteress, is spoken of eight times in Proverbs. Eight times. Seven Eight times. times the number of completion plus, plus one. Plus one. Bye, darling. Bye, darling. All my kids have to go off to work, so they can't sit in there and be here for study this morning. Uh, exactly. So she lies in wait as for a victim. Sorry. As for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. Now, there's a weakness in men, and like I said, we talked about this. It is known, and that's 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 why in all the movies and all the TVs and the advertisement, you want to sell a car, put a beautiful woman over the on the hood of it. The more scantily dressed she is, right? I mean, we just know this. It's just a reality. It it's not good. That's not okay in it, but it is a reality. And the Bible is just very plain. She increases the unfaithful among men. That's a terrible thing to say, but it's true, right? With the advent of the internet, with the advent of uh, phones and computers and just a touch away from pornography and pictures, I mean, it is it really changes the scope on unfaithfulness and definitely increases the unfaithful among men. Now, that does not say... The scripture is not blaming women for men's part, but it is realizing the weakness of men and just telling the it's just telling the truth. It's just telling the truth. Amen. Mic drop. Mic drop. It's the truth. Okay. Cap she captures many. Here we go. 29. Now really the rest of this chapter is all one huge proverb. 
and it won't let me post it all in at once. So we will take it sections. So the first section will go 26 to 20, um, excuse me, go 29 to 30. And this section comes into, and, and let me jump over and read some. I thought it'd be good to read. One of the things, qualifications for overseers, bishops, elders in a church. Um, so flipping over to 1 Timothy chapter 3, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Now the thought there would not be, he's always been blameless because then nobody could ever serve. But the thought is, he is blameless, present tense. The husband of one wife, he's a faithful man. He's temperate, sober-minded. Temperate means self-controlled, sober-minded, good of good of good behavior, hospitable. He ought to take people in, uh, apt to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome. But I wanted to hone in to not given to wine. As I shared with you yesterday, I guess it was yesterday, that wine is a it's a drink of the Bible days. Uh, it's in the feast. It's in the festivals. Uh, it is even uh, alluded to as a symbol of joy uh, and prosperity and blessings from the Lord. Israel is called God's vineyard, okay? But being given to wine is a whole nother place. It's a whole nother thing, a whole nother avenue. And this is what we're going to get into here is a word picture, a word picture of what it looks like if someone is given to wine, if someone is given to the drink. And you could put in here, I guess, given to any narcotic or anything, but the text is what is really, you know, at the wine. So then you can substitute that with anything that messes people up. Okay. Now, any of you out there that are reading this with us this morning, me included, going back to the young days, you're going to understand what is said very well. It's not going to be hard for you to get any of these. Not going to take a lot of explaining, but let's go over them. Verse 29, who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who's having a hard time, right? Woe and sorrow and grumpy, complaints, wounds without cause. Who has redness of eyes? Verse 30. Those who linger long at the wine. Those who go in search of mixed wine. In other words, they go in search of stronger drink. You guys understand this. You understand the woe. You understand the sorrow. But he's saying this is this is what you're going to reap if you go into lingering long at the wine and go in search of mixed wine, go in search of strong drink. And it's very common as people get saying, you got anything stronger? Let's go get something stronger, right? I mean, this is a very common thing. Go in search of mixed wine. Talking about the stronger drink. Verse 31. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent. It stings like a viper. Now, this is talking about the seductress, if you will, 
of the drink, the seduction of wine. Uh, you can be given to your person. You can be seduced by other things. A man can be seduced by other things rather than just women, right? You can be seduced by greed. You can be seduced by the drink, right? Okay, I'm going to drop in. Come on, baby. Um, these days in this generation that we're seeing now, a lot of men are seduced by video games, which sounds ridiculous. But, you know, Josh <laughs> has admitted before that he had a real problem with video games and that sometimes he still struggles. And I know of men who are fathers and mm -hmm. instead of playing with their kids, mm -hmm. they're on that game a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot of men. I'm not talking about one or two people and I'm not pointing anybody out, so know that. Yeah. I'm just saying generally this is a problem in this particular and even that, you know, moderation, moderation, moderation. And who am I? I'm definitely not the poster girl for moderation. But it is necessary. If it's stealing time and joy from your She family, don't mean she don't have no moderation in drink. That's not what she's talking oh, about. Oh, no, I'm talking about drinking at all. I was talking about, you know, digging my grave with my fork is what I was talking about. Uh, but I'm working on that one, too. So um, I'm just saying that any of those things can still... Uh, time away, they can become a god to you. Sure. And, you, you know, if you don't, just try going without it for a period of time. If you think you have a problem with something, you know, maybe. Whatever the something or is. even more, if you don't think you have a problem with something. Telephones, ladies, we're scrolling. You know, we love a good juicy piece of information about somebody. So a lot of times, you know, or we're looking for entertainment. But if you can't put that thing down, I lost my phone for three days last week. So uh, I know I'm good there. <laughs> it didn't really particularly bother me to lose my phone. But any of those things. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about the seductress, the seductress, yes, definitely here in context, you had the woman and then here you have the wine. Yes, kind but, of all, all, all a thought of being, you know, falling into a pit, falling into a trap. Amen. And now we're in the... The pit, the trap of of the wine, the drink. Anything that you're given to that steals away from Anything your that life you're given and to. your joy and your glory to God. Amen. Is is no bueno. Amen. Amen. It says when it let's see. Let's go to the next one here. It says your eyes. At last it bites like a serpent, stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. And your heart will utter perverse things. You'll say things that you would never think that you would say. Somebody give me an amen out there. Because I know all of you are not, you know, some of you's got a past. Am I right? Some of you's got a past. I know I do. I have a past. You're talking about going in, in search of mixed wine. I, while I was reading this this morning, and I was thinking about the stupidity of when I was young, and I can't tell you why, but I was probably 17 years old. I was 17 years old at a party, uh, down here at Defeated at a party. I'm 17 years old, and, you know, we're drinking, we're thinking, we're having a good time, all this kind of stuff, and then uh, I remember somebody says, hey, try this, and it was something that used to, it anyway, it had something called PGA in it. And I remember drinking that. And that's the last thing I remember. I woke up in the floorboard of my car, curled up. I could not remember anything. I have no idea what I did, what I didn't do. 
I don't know. Talk about stupidity, right? Just thank God I woke up in the floorboard of my car and it was still there, evidently. Thank God I didn't drive it, right? But that's not to say that I never drove my car back in that day when I shouldn't have either. What I'm saying is God has had a multitude of grace on me. So when we read these scriptures and we talk about these things, there's just a reality to life that a lot of us have run off and lived in. And so we we know what this is talking about. We understand the utter and perverse things. We understand. And we can tell you, those of us that's been delivered, we can say, hey, listen to God's word. It will steer you in the right way. Can I get an amen to that? Then he says in verse 34, yeah, verse 34, it says, Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, whoop, let me get this up here, saying, what are you going to say? They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me. I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? That's what he's saying. He wakes up and he's like, oh my gosh. Did somebody beat me last night? I don't remember. I don't remember somebody beating me. Golly, somebody hit me. Somebody must have hit my head, right? You understand this. You understand this. And then I remember having friends. They say, you know what the best thing to do when you wake up with a big hangover is? Go get a drink. It's exactly what this is saying. When shall I wait that I may seek another drink? Brothers and sisters, I don't tell you. Look, and, and maybe somebody out there sees this today. I'm not throwing stones at you. I love you. I'm telling you, I know this proverb. I lived Matter of fact, I lived everything I've talked about this morning. I've been there. I've lived it. I understand it. I don't just understand it reading it. I understand it by what I was given to in my life that God has delivered me of. And I want to tell you that God tells us these things so that we won't have. If we, if we could just listen to God and say, you know what, I, th I think I'll listen to God. And I think I'll listen to others who advise me and I'll stay away from this area. I'll stay away from these things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it does nothing but bring heartache, wounds, hurts. Not only will you utter perverse things, you will do perverse things. And you'll regret. You don't want to wake up and live your life with a bunch of regrets. Amen to that. All right, well. And life is like super short. So before you know it, especially if it becomes a habitual thing, Time has just gone by. Amen, amen, and, amen. I mean, I know for me, I wish I could have had some of those, when I had energy and I was young, I wish I could have <laughs> had some of that time back, you know, to do better things with than what I chose to, to do. Yeah, amen, amen. So all of these things, God tells you these things because he loves you. I tell you these things because I love you. I am not opposed to sharing my past and my ways because I have found that it helps people. 
I'm, you know, none of us, nobody out here is a better than you. Now, there's a lot of people on here. I bet I could call out several names on here that never really lived a bad life. And I praise God for, for all of you, brothers and sisters. But what we are so thankful for is that God has grace, even on those who have messed up a lot. God has so much grace and he's always calling. He's always calling. Okay. Have you learned your lesson? Are you ready to come home? Are you ready to come back? Are you ready to give it up? I have some blessings for you. If you will turn from this mess and come to me, the Lord says, all you got to do is turn to me, repent, turn to me. And God loves you. Jesus loves you. And he went to that cross to be able to forgive us and to save us and to set us free from these things. And as one who has been set free, I can tell you there's nothing better, nothing better than being set free. And I bet you everybody that everybody that's been set free on here will say amen to that. Amen. So, Lord, this morning, uh, before we say the prayer that you have told us to pray, I just want to lift up any of those that may watch this broadcast, may listen to this broadcast, and they are caught by any of the things we've talked about, and they have been taken by it. God, I pray for their deliverance. I pray for your comfort and your blessing to come upon them just like you did with us and for you to draw them and let them know. Reach down and touch touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord, and set them free from any addiction that they might have, regardless of what it is. Would you set them free, Lord, as they repent and turn to you right now during this broadcast, as they turn right now and say, God, I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Will you clean me? Will you bring me home and, and, and make, give me a right spirit? Put a right spirit in, my, in me, Lord. And so, Father, would you do that to everyone that asks? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And remember, His mercies are new every morning. Every morning they renew. So thank you, Lord. All right, let's uh, say the Lord's Prayer and we'll get off here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. A lot of good interaction this morning. Thank you all for responding. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. All right. See you tomorrow. Fear not Friday. Bye, guys.